I just say, yeah, I was just so blessed by the messages that were being uh, preached and proclaimed, and uh, you might not realize what you have. I think everywhere in America, you know, when we have the privilege of preaching the Word of God, sharing the Word, you are so privileged, and sometimes we don't know the privilege that we have until we go somewhere else. Um, it's such an honor to serve God on the mission field. It's such an honor because we have a good God and he has good things for people and he wants people to know him. I think everywhere we go, we find that people are tired of religion, but they are hungry for relationship. They want to know a God that's living and that cares about them and has a plan for them. They want to know a living active God. Amen. I remember the city of Hong Kong is 7.5 million people. Right across the border in China, there's a city called Senchen that has between 12 to 15 million people. We have a church on both sides. And I remember going up to the top of one of those buildings in Senchen and just looking as far as I could see in every direction, and you see skyscrapers to the north, south, east, and west. As far as you can see, skyscraper after skyscraper. And I just started crying because I, God just spoke to me. He said, most of the, these people have either never heard about Jesus or they know very, very little about who I am. We live in a world that we think that Jesus is known everywhere, but there's many parts of this world where Jesus is not known. And it's, a, it's time for him to shine. It's time for the word to go out how good he is. Amen. So today, I'm just going to continue on the flow that you've been in. You've been talking about the sons of Issachar and how they knew the signs of the times. And you know, as children of God, we can know the signs of the times. We can be in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing. Um, Pastor Ray, last week, he was talking about, he was talking about three, three words. He was talking about how Isaac, how God spoke to Isaac and instructed him to stay where he was. And to stay, to build, and to plant. I love those words, stay, build, and plant. Well, as a missionary, I have a little different flow. And my flow is more go. So he tells you to stay, I tell you to go. But there are times for both. There are times to stay and there are times to go. And the point is this. You need to know what time it is and what are the seasons and when it is time to stay and when it is time to go. But Krista and I have always believed and always confessed, our confession is this. We are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, working with the right people. And we just say that and we just proclaim that over our lives. And she mentioned that right now we're working with Norwegian missionaries that we met in the Philippines, and we both had a heart for China. Only God can do that. Only God can connect you with the right people. Amen. And so it's so awesome to see how God connects people together. 
And I believe networking, and I believe in the body of Christ, that together we are strong. I think so many times we want to go out and we want to be pioneers and we want to do it ourselves. But God, there's a strength in numbers. There's a strength in partnership. There's a strength in working together with people that God has called you to work with. I'm going to start out today in John chapter 10, verse 22 to 30. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. John chapter 10, verse 22, it says this. Now was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked into the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him, and they said to him, How long will you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, but you did not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep, as I said to you. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I love these words, you know, the, this passage about in verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another, they will not follow. This has kind of been my life verse, that I know his voice. You know, too often I hear Christians saying, you know, I have a hard time hearing God or he doesn't speak to me. He speaks to other people, but he doesn't speak to me. Well, always go back to the word. What does the word say? The word says, my sheep hear my voice. We are his sheep. We can hear our voice, his voice. We can know what to do. We can be in the right place at the right time. So my wife and I, we actually met as teenagers on a short-term mission trip between our junior and senior year of high school. And after that trip, we were both felt the call that we were going to be long-term missionaries. Soon after that, we started dating. Three and a half years after that, we got married. And uh, we ended up going to Rama Bible School and just had an awesome time there. But I, we knew that God had called us to the mission field, but we didn't know where. And it was during our time of Rama that we went on a mission trip um, there. And there were three different choices. And we were praying over what choice. We wanted to go to the cheapest option. So we were determined the cheapest option was God's plan. And we were trying to convince God, telling him how much money we had in our bank account. And for some reason, he didn't listen. And he said, no, I want you to go to the most expensive one, to the Philippines on the other side of the world. And you know how it happened? It happened in a time of prayer. Krista and I 
uh, at Rama, they had what they called prayer rooms where you could go in and reserve an hour. And so every week we went there and we prayed. And it was in that in a time of prayer, we walked out of the room. And I, I'll never forget this. It's so clear and so real. I turned to Kristen and I said, well, I guess we're going to the Philippines, aren't we? And she said, yep. And that was our conversation. That ended it. There was no more arguing. There was no more, oh, I don't know where to go. We knew that God spoke to us. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where God is calling you. We have a Holy Spirit on the inside. And he wants to show us. He wants to reveal to us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to lead us and guide us. He wants us to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And I'm telling you, the safest place for you to be is in the center of God's will. In the center of God's plan, wherever that is, if that's here or if that's halfway around the world, just determine in your heart, I'm going to be in the right place. I'm going to be where God wants me to be. And I'm going to serve God with all my heart, wherever he calls me. Because if God calls you something, he will give you what you need to be there. If God calls you somewhere, it's not he forces you to go somewhere you don't want to go. There will be a desire in your heart to go there. We just love living overseas. We love living on the mission field. And we have three boys now that are all grown. Anthony just graduated from university. But when they came of age and they were checking out different schools, we took them around to different schools in the States. And we said, you know what? You can come back here. You know, you can go to school here. They said, why would we want to do that? This is not our home. And uh, it's just so awesome serving God together as a family. Anthony now is in charge of our IT department there. And uh, Conrad is very involved in the ministry, works with the youth and works many different things. So, you know, it's so awesome to be together as a family partnership serving God together. So... I'm always amazed at the life of Jesus, though, because Jesus had this life-giving relationship with, with his Father and with the Holy Spirit. And you can see such a flow in his ministry. Jesus would preach, he would teach, he would heal. And then, the Bible says, if you read the Gospels, he would go away and spend time with God. He would preach, he would teach, he would heal, then he would go away with God, spend time with God. Now, I am amazed with Jesus' life because in three years, he changed the world. And over 2,000 years later, we're still talking about what he did in that three-year period of time. Now, if God came to you and, you and said to you, you have three years to change the world, what would you do? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, we would, try, we would get busy. We would have a whole list. We would get a list out, a date book, and we would write, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. 
But, and you know, it amazes me when I talk to people, many times people say, I'm, I'm too busy to pray. You know, I'd like to pray, I'd like to spend time with God, but I'm too busy. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're too busy not to pray. Every one of us, we need God. We need the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more are you and I? He had three years to change the world, but he knew he needed time with the Holy Spirit. He needed to hear God's voice for himself. He needed to step back and to take time to hear from God. And it was all about relationship. You never outgrow your relationship with God. Never get too busy for God. Amen. So there are some robbers of relationship with God. So when we talk about hearing God's voice and being in the right place at the right time, like the sons of Iskar, knowing the seasons, knowing the signs of the times, it's all about our relationship with God. Guard your relationship with God. There are some robbers that will try to steal from your relationship. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, it says this, For we have a high priest who cannot, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but in all points he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we can receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. I thank God you have a wonderful name of a church, Grace. I thank God that we have a throne of grace. We don't have a throne of judgment, but we have a throne of grace. What does that mean? We can go to him for help anytime we need. And there are some things that will try to rob you of your relationship with God. And one of those things are condemnation and shame and guilt and trying to tell you that you're not worthy to go into God's presence. And so God said, I've given you the throne of grace. Anytime you need help, you can run to God. And if you're off, off course, if you're going the wrong way, if you just went a little off, he can get you back on track. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 23, it says this. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching and my father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Verse 25, all this I have spoken while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. And do not be afraid. These words are so powerful even today. 
And how much do we need these words? Don't let your heart be troubled. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Protect your relationship with God. Because we will have trouble. We will have problems. We will have temptations in our life. There will be things that come against us. You know, we lived in the Philippines for 10 years. And uh, God spoke to us very clearly that we were supposed to be there. So we knew we were in the right place at the right time. But yet we knew that that wasn't our final place. Because there were times where we would spend time with God and God just kept bringing back China, China. And we knew someday we would end up there. So, man, God has a way of getting you where you need to be. God has a way, like I said, of connecting you with people. He gives you instructions. You know, but there, there was a lot of fear we had of moving to Hong Kong. For one thing, Hong Kong is the most expensive city in the world to live in. I hear many people complaining about how expensive gas is here. You want to know how much gas is in Hong Kong? It's about $11 a gallon. Okay? So don't complain to me about price of gas. I'm the wrong person to talk to. You won't get a lot of sympathy from me. But you know what? If God calls you, he provides. But there were times of testing. I'm telling you, we moved to Hong Kong. Our expenses tripled. We knew if God called us, God called our family. And he wanted a good place for our family, for our boys to be in school. So we sent them to international school. That was so crazy expensive. But God took care of us. There were times where we were two or three months behind in rent at the beginning. We didn't know how we would pay bills. I remember lying on my bed, just new in Hong Kong, saying, God, you made a mistake. I don't have the money to pay my bills. What am I going to do? All these thoughts come. I remember when we moved to the Philippines, the lady who we were working with in the Philippines, she said this. She gave us this advice. She said, I want to introduce you as a brand new missionary. I want to introduce you to somebody that you're going to hear a lot from. You know who I want to introduce you to? I want to introduce you to the go-home devil. And he said, she said, you're going to hear these voices in your head that say, go home. You're going to hear from his brother that says, give up. And there are going to be choruses in your head. It says, you're not in the right place. Go home. Give up. But you can choose what voice to believe in. You can choose. You can make a decision. So here I am in Hong Kong. I didn't have enough money to pay my bills. I remember laying on my bed just having a hard time sleeping, not knowing what to do. Finally, I was just complaining to God, God, why did you bring me here? Such fear just gripped my heart. And I said, God, I'm so afraid. And he said, why are you taking this? He just told me very clear, why are you allowing these voices to remain in your head? Do something about it. 
So I physically had to get up out of bed in the middle of the night. I had to get my Bible. I had to look on scriptures about God's provision. I had to just go over them. And you know what happened? Financially, nothing changed overnight. But something changed in here. The peace of God started to flood my heart. And I just knew he was going to take care of us. I just knew we were in the right place at the right time. And we were supposed to stay. And God's peace just came in. That peace, the Bible says, that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Amen. So God has given us so much. And we can have a... Some people, like I mentioned, say that I can't hear God's voice. Well, we can have confidence. I have greater confidence in God's ability to speak to me than I have in my ability to hear. My father knows my language. He knows how to speak to me. He knows how to get my attention. So I have greater confidence in God speaking to you than even that you can hear. Amen. So he knows how to get your attention. As I was preparing a message a little while ago in Hong Kong, God just reminded me of this passage, and I just want to end with this passage from the Old Testament that is just such an awesome example of hearing God's voice and just putting away the other voices. There are so many voices. There's so much noise that we hear all the time. But we can know his voice. You know, I can be in a room with hundreds of people. It can be black. I, see, I can't see anyone. And I can pick out my wife's voice. How? Through relationship. It is the same way with God. We can know his voice even though there's so many voices around us. In Isaiah chapter 36, this is such a cool passage. There is, it's talking about a time where Jerusalem was surrounded by Assyria, and they had an army that was much bigger and much stronger. And there was a leader of Assyria that was... I'll bring it into today's language. He was trash talking. He was talking trash. <laughs> and he was trying to bring fear and intimidation. And we pick up this story in Isaiah 36, verse 18. And he's talking to the, the king, Hezekiah, and the people, he's saying, don't let Hezekiah mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue you. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arad? And what happened about the gods of another place? Did they rescue, did their god rescue Samaria from my power? What God of any other nation has been able to save its people from my power? So what makes you think the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? Verse 21. But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them, do not answer them. <laughs> 
I like that. If you don't know what to say, say nothing. Don't say anything until you know what God wants you to say. So Hezekiah said, shut up. Don't say anything. Don't try to trash talk back. Don't try to talk back. Just be quiet. Let him talk. We have an enemy that will always attempt. He will attempt to do two things to you. He will either attempt to distract you and get you off course, or he will try to convince you to give up. Distract or give up. But this is not the time to give up. This is not the time to be distracted. This is a time. Another thing that I'm just amazed by Jesus, he had such a strong purpose. He knew exactly what to do and he wouldn't let anyone distract him from his God-given purpose. Amen. We're going to, in Isaiah 47, the story continues. I just want to read this passage yet. Isaiah 47, verse 14, it says this. After Hezekiah received the letter that the mess- from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and he spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cher- cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have created heavens and earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open up your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to these words of defiance against the living God. I love especially that part where it says he took the words, he took the letter from the enemy, and he spread it out before God. And God was just speaking to me. What are you spreading out before me? What words, what doubts, what fears are you bringing to me and just spreading out? Say, God, what do you have to say about this? This is what I feel. This is what other people are saying. This is what I'm hearing. But what do you have to say? What are your words? So Hezekiah took this letter, spread them out before God. We need to spread some, out, some things out before God. We need to spread out our fears, spread, spread out our doubts and say, God, I need to know your plan. I need to know what you say. God has amazing plans for your life. But your enemy also has plans for your life. He wants to steal, to kill, and destroy He wants to distract you. He wants to give you off course. He wants you to give up. But let's be people of God that hold on to God's word and God's plan. Let's not accept second best. Let's only hold on to the plan of God. Amen. We can know his will. We can know his plans. We can be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. Hallelujah. There might be some of you today that God has a call on your life. And that call is much bigger than what you think you can do. I grew up in Berks County in Morgantown, not too far from here. 
And you know the first congregation I ever preached to? A herd of cows. I preached to the cows, and this is no lie. And at least they listened. They were just sitting there chewing their cud. The only hard part was the otter call. They didn't really move too much. But, you know, wherever you come from, God can get you where you need to be. And I remember walking the streets of Hong Kong, seeing millions of people and seeing so, see, looking at myself so small. God, what can I accomplish in this city? But there's so much more. You are carriers of God. You are carriers of his word. You might not understand what you have, but just hearing God's word week by week and day by day, you have what the world needs. And just be open to God. And just don't let people talk you out of God's plan for your life. Don't let yourself talk you out of God's plan for your life. Don't settle for second best. Be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Amen.